Welcome to The Reducer. Hello, if it's your first time, what the fuck are you doing here? If you're not heard, this is dreadful. Um, <laughs> uh, alternatively, hello, this is the worst <laughs> football podcast on the planet. There may be worse on other planets. Like everything else, we have not researched it. Um, so you meet me. Hello, I am Howard H. Smith, lead scum. With me are Manchester City supporting Dave Rothney. Hello. And Spurs fan... Andy Love. Hello. Yes. Hello. So, um, guys, um, as for those of you who listened to last week, you know that Andy is a Scottish football fan. Um, yeah. And myself and Mr. Rothney are English football fans. Despite the fact the two of us had to go to the England-Scotland Euro 2000 playoff and film sketches all day, and Dave had to pretend to be Scottish. That was fucking great for oh him. Oh, my God. Okay. Right. You... <laughs> That's best... interesting. Yeah. I mean, the funniest bit about that was that was for Rose Z, BBC Choice. Yeah. And, now um, BBC Mark, Three. Mark Bright was one of the presenters. And um, we filmed one of the sketches at the bar. And afterwards, um, he couldn't get his head around the fact that I wasn't Scottish. <laughs> um <laughs> Even when I started talking to him in English accent, he said, well, what, why are you pretending to be Scottish then? I said, well, it's just uh, it's just for a sketch. He yeah. goes, so you don't actually support Scotland? I said, no. He goes, that's a disgrace. You're an absolute <laughs> disgrace. I don't know. Really? Dead, yeah. dead straight as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Bright does not meet any any actors who've been in football films. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll just all be a disgrace. Actually, I should stop that. He was lovely, wasn't he? He was a he was lovely. Oh, oh yeah, he was just really a nice guy. He couldn't understand why you'd pretend to support somebody else. That was all. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I failed to explain, obviously yeah. clearly enough, what yeah, I was yeah, doing. Yeah. And so he, you know, he kind of I lost. Well, I don't think he started with any respect for me, but um, <laughs> it went it went negative. Yeah, to the floor. Yeah, <laughs> it went it went into a, what a Geordie friend of mine would call. Basically, it went into negative equity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is all the more impressive when said with a Geordie accent for some reason. Yeah. So um, so anyway, look, hey, uh, hands up if you're going to the Euros. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all of us, by the way. Um, so, yeah, first up, Scotland. Um, I think, well, you thought that they, they you needed a draw, but actually what you needed was a, a Spain win and um, you're through. Yeah, um, which I can't remember the last time that we've ever been put ourselves into a situation where that only happens to other teams, where uh, how they do affects how you positively. Um, all too often, we're hoping for impossible results. Yeah, but yeah, going yeah. All to, but that, I thought, yes, yeah, Spain, Norway, that could have been a draw. Either side could have won. Um, so, yeah, we've kind of got there. And also, stepping back a bit, I think we were a little bit unfortunate um, against Spain as well. Um, but yeah. this is yeah. done now. We don't have to go to Georgia. We haven't got a, we haven't got a great record in Georgia. Um, so, yeah, I think as I said last week, I don't know if, listen, typical Scotland kind of a team that's greater than the sum of its parts or just a great manager. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I, I, I do think, I, yeah, I do think that... Um, I do think you've got. I think it's everything's come together at the at, at the right time. I think it's a conflagration of things. You know, it is mm -hmm. it is um, Steve Clark. 
it is the the strength of the squad. Mm. Um, and I, 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 I think depending on what group you end up in, yeah. I think I, I think Scotland can do can do some damage. I think they'll I think they'll ruffle a few feathers. Yeah. But I think also what you've seen from the as a result of your last two friendlies, a three-one defeat by England and a four-one defeat by France, mm. it it basically, I think at the moment that the top four you've got Argentina, Brazil, um, France, England. Yeah. I think there's quite a drop off to then Croatia yeah, yeah. in fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you've almost got like a pre, you've almost got like a Premier League you've almost got like a breakaway. Those yeah. four teams yeah. are, are are killing it. Yeah, and everybody else is a little bit playing catch up. Yeah, you know, I mean, Italy are going through a really bad time. Yeah, Spain yeah. are going through a bad time. Yeah, um, and you know, when's the last time those two countries went through like such a poor time? Mm-hmm. Like never. Well, as as we discussed last week. Germany at what fourteenth in the FIFA World Rankings? Fifteenth, fifteenth, yeah, in the FIFA World Rankings, yeah. And when have they ever been fifteenth? Spain yeah. a tenth, USA are eleventh. That I can't, I can't get my head around that. I can't yeah. get my head around a team that, in my head, recently won the World Cup and the Euros. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that's not true, but it's yeah. recent-ish for football yeah. purposes. Yeah. And then. How can how can they only be one place ahead of the USA? Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy, but it's. I true. think it might be tied into what we discussed last week. The reason why Brazil are still up there, I think the USA play a crazy amount of games. Compared they do play to, a lot, yeah. Compared to the European teams, I think I think it's something to do with that. Or as I like to call them, USMNT is how they're referred to on social media. US oh, men's right. national team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and fine. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, it is. It's weird. It's all over the place. But I was, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm pleased for all of my Scottish supporting friends. That's that's basically you, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say um, you, yeah. you deliberately avoid people normally who uh, who support Scotland. But changing the focus just a little bit when it comes to England. I mean, I, I think I, I know we don't advocate gambling on this podcast, but I think if you're looking <laughs> for some easy money to make. Surely Jude Bellingham for next year's Ballon d'Or, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I mean, he's an incredible player, isn't he? And you just looked at that team against Italy, and now it's right. I mean, Italy are going through a bad patch. But even so, you know, you still have to, still have to win that game. Yeah. And um, Bellingham just looks... I mean, I don't want to... I'm just going to repeat the cliches that everybody else says about him. Yeah. Old beyond his years, yeah. wise... You know, and 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 I put Declan Rice in there as well, who's kind of really. I mean, I've always liked Rice anyway, but he's kind of moved to another level. And you suddenly look at us going into that tournament, and without being another, sound like another deluded England supporter. You know, this time it's different sort of thing. You look at that yeah. team, and Bellingham's kind of what's changed from the last. I know he played at the last World Cup, but yeah. he's still, you know, relatively bedding into the team. Yeah. And you look what Rice has kind of his his game is just going to improve and improve. And you suddenly yeah. got those two in the team. And so yes, um, unbelievably good for England. And yeah, Ballon d'Or. I mean, he's just an incredible player, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, unlike you two, I haven't really played football since I was a cub. Uh, since about the age of 11. So, uh, you know, my <laughs> comment on people is, you know, I always defer to people that have actually played a lot of football. But so you two, what's your sort of analysis on Bellingham? I mean, 
I, I, do you know what? I was listening to a podcast last night and they said um, in the Gazetta della Sport, um, after obviously after the game, um, the following day, they've done they've done that that Da Vinci painting of mm. of of man, was it Vitruvian man or whatever it is, you know? And he's uh, oh yeah, the, um, like, and then, and, the, the yeah. opening titles of World in Action from the eighties. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's what is that? Oh, you that's the cinema advert. Yeah. So anyway, not, not, not to be confused with Torval and Dean. Anyway, no, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, no, no, no. You wouldn't put Pearl and Dean or Torval and Dean up front. Um, so Brian Dean, no. Uh, sorry. First, <laughs> first score in the Premier League. God, this is how easy it is to get off topic, isn't it? What was what was the topic? Bellingham, the Trillion Man, and they basically yeah. went head, um, Pirlo, like right leg. Like the engine, Kaka, yeah. the grace of Kaka, the oh no, the grace of on the goal scoring grace of Henri, mm. the uh, the the passing ability of Kaka, and they basically assigned a legendary player to each fucking limb and his head, and we're like, yeah. this is the complete footballer. Mm. What I like most about the performance, and I know this has been commented on, but not quite as much, and this is possibly my favourite bit of the performance, is when the crowd were a bit unsure, he was going to get throw-ins and just going, don't worry, long time left, mm. it's okay, we've got this. And the crowd were responding. Mm. And then later on, it's like, we equal, right, come on. Let's have it. Are we doing this as a unit? Not just us, yeah. you lot as well. Mm. Bringing the crowd in. Now, yeah. that yeah, that does backfire occasionally. And when it does, it's not pretty. But when it doesn't, and more often than not, and more often than not doesn't, it's incredibly mm. effective because mm. the crowd feel like they are being represented on the pitch. We have someone on the pitch who knows exactly what we're feeling. Yeah. And gets it mm. and wants to win at any cost yeah and i thought that was we I, you know everything he did was brilliant but i've mm. seen an england footballer do all of that different players not all in one but i've seen all sorts of england players do what he did the other night what i haven't seen an england player do is connect with the fans like mm. that and I don't think I've ever seen a player connect with England fans like that, apart from maybe Italia 90 when we had yeah. the old woo. I was going to say, was, that's yeah. anyone I'd suggest, maybe. But that's more, but that I think that would, don't you think that was more post Italia 90? Well, well, it started in Italia 90, but also what people forget is the fans and the team weren't all one great unit no. because in mm. qualifying we were playing like a bag of shit and it got, it got, you know, it 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 got a bit testy, mm. so um, yeah, it's you know I I've I've just that is the modern player yeah. in in every single aspect, and then his interview afterwards, brilliant, and mm. I ch and I, I went over onto ITV four because I couldn't get enough of it, mm. and and Gianfranco Zola just stood next to Belling just with a fucking shit eating grin on his face that he just <laughs> couldn't get off because yeah. he just loves him so much. And Zola paid him a compliment and Bellingham said, before I say anything, can I just say, 
that you're a legend and it's an absolute pleasure to be stood next to you. Wow. Yeah. And I just thought, fucking hell, get get this guy in number 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there nothing he can't do? Yeah, sort exactly. the economy out. Yeah, <laughs> not to do. Yeah. yeah, I think um, it, I think when you these legendary players come along, they I tell you what they do, and it's a phrase that I've heard. There's two other players that I I would link this to, and they're probably the phrases they've used these players a, a lot. So the first one I remember is Socrates for Brazil, and they always talked about him being someone who made the game slow down. They always looked at that like, plenty of time to decide what they want to do. More recent reference would be Zidane, who again, was often said he always seemed to have that extra bit, bit of time. I watch Bellingham and he just looks like, a, he looks like a FIFA player that's been inserted into real life. He just has mm, that... Cheat code. Yeah, that level of genius that just always, they always know what they're doing. They just seem to have that extra time on the ball, which again, is kind of a bit of a cliche now, but it's yeah. really weird kind of imagining it and thinking of it as a compliment, but you actually see it. And you just see the level at which they play at. And going back to what you just said, I wonder if the slightly cynical side of me makes me wonder whether or not is that now part of, you can't fake enthusiasm. Uh, everything that he said, I believe. But is that part of the modern footballer? Are they coached now to be more, what's the word, more in I, line I, with uh, the supporter? It, I don't know. Yeah, no. No, yeah. they're not. No, well, then it, well, otherwise they'd all be doing it. Mm. Yeah, no, you, no, you, you, you I know, don't you, think you can. You I don't think you can fake it. I don't think you can fake it. Yeah, yeah, and also, I don't think. I don't think it's something that management want. I don't think management want you engaged right. with the crowd. I think they want you focused at one hundred percent on the game. Mm. When you're as good as Bellingham, you go, yeah, whatever you want to do, Jude. It's not not a problem. Anything you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you but, what. That's a great point you mentioned there, Andy. And there was a great uh, way to highlight it against Italy. Because the grace of movement is mm. is is what does my head in. He makes Stephen Gerrard and and Frank Lampard look like old, you know, withered old championship bastards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They he makes those two look because he just glides. Mm. And twice in that game, players thought they were getting the ball. Mm. Bellingham was going it, going for it, and twice players thought. You're not getting to that. And it cost them two goals. It cost them a penalty. And it cost them when a player thought he could get the ball before Bellingham and he couldn't. And he chipped it over him, ran on, played it out to Foden, Foden to Rashford, Rashford finish. Twice players thought they'd got the ball. Mm. They knew Bellingham was going for it, but they thought, yeah, I've got this. And yeah. it cost them two goals. Mm. He's he's not only deceptively quick on the TV. Apparently, it's also yeah. playing against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, Dave, you were going to say something. Well, it's just to echo what Andy's saying about you know genius, and I think that applies in any field you want, not just football. But you know, it is that speed of thought, isn't it? I think that's the one thing that kind of unifies people. Seem to have they seem to get there quicker than the rest yeah. of us. Some people, I mean, you read about certain um, comedians or performers that on stage they're thinking way ahead. I mean, yeah. you know, that's and it's that having that time. There's also intelligence. I think you're right, Andy. I think the modern footballer is coached. I think you have to be. It's not protecting your asset if you're not giving them decent media mm. training and helping them deal with all that. But but I think Bellingham's just got that intelligence. And I think he's... But yeah, but not just him, though. I mean, you look at that team. I mean, Harry Kane, 
you know, I think there's a lot to be excited about. And, we, you know, obviously as a City fan, I'll always talk about Phil Foden. But mm. it's great now that Foden's not the focal point in that team. He, he wasn't, he never was, but there was always this talk of Foden, Foden, Foden. Yeah. And now with Bellingham in there, Foden's just, you know, slotting in and you almost forget yeah. about him. And he's a hell of a player. Well, no, it, well, it the, the weird thing is, I, I, I again, I, I heard this and I thought, yeah, that's not far off. Um, that That is the England side now. The only difference would be bringing Luke Shaw in and, you know, do you play Reese James or Kyle Walker? And then it's it's Foden or Saka. And that's Ooh. it. Because Rashford and also that team is the, is, is the handbrake off team that we didn't have. We didn't have the players before. Now mm. having two holding midfielders makes complete sense because Bellingham is free to do whatever he likes. Mm. That that is the handbrake off team because we've got the players. Mason Mount's not in that team. No. He's not in that squad. Mason Mount is not as offensive as Rashford. Rashford is going to give you he's run at people and give you goals. Mm. Mount does not destroy enough, he does not create enough, and he doesn't score enough goals. So all of a sudden, it's it's that team, but it's on the front foot. It's got that missing quality that it didn't have before. It's got a world-class playmaker. So you can afford to play players who can finish, and that means no place for Mount. Um, and I, I, I think that's you know, I think that's there or thereabouts. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, uh, with some with some creative, with some extra creativity coming in off the bench as well. Um, I yeah. think yeah, that looks pretty strong. Well, um, well, look, everybody's probably you know been listening to the summation of the uh, the international break. Um, I want to throw in a couple of uh, mind-blowing stats as I like to each week. Sure. These are stats yeah. that yeah. I just uh, accumulate over the week because um, I've heard them and decide to repeat them as if they're my own knowledge. Yeah. Um, first of all, get ready for your head to explode. Okay. Cristiano Ronaldo, since turning 30, has scored 77 international goals. Oh. I mean... Fucking what? That's insane. Eh? Yeah. Eh? And now, <laughs> and now to lead into the Premier League this Saturday, if Manchester City win at home, it will establish a new Premier League record of 21 home victories in a row in the Premier League. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I know that look on Dave's face. He's thinking, nah, we've, yes, you have lost games, just not in the league. Right. One, yeah, yeah. You've, you're about, if you win on Saturday, that's 21 straight home victories in the Premier League. And that would be a new record. Oh. I know. Scary, that's right? Out of interest, yeah. was that last home defeat against Spurs? Uh, <laughs> Crystal I think Palace it probably was. I think it was Spurs. I know we lost at home to Palace, but I remember the Spurs game. Where and yeah. well, was that at your place? You beat us seven. Uh, yes, that might have been our place. Yeah, you're right. That might have been our. Place. I think. Ah, I think. At, see, I think yeah. at Thetiad, we were. We were. T you were beating us at half time, and then we came back, and I, it was either three all draw, was it or? Might be a 2 all draw. 3-2 or something. And then a couple of weeks later, we played you at whatever your stadium is called now. 
And, uh, the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, it's ages uh, to decide that. It, it's called. Uh, it's called. We it's beaten. called. It's called the they fill up pints from the bottom stadium. Yeah, exactly. And they have their own cheese shop. Yeah. So have they? Have they got their own cheese shop? They've got their own cheese shop. I've got their own brewery, Dave. Yeah. Wow. And what's it called? The Tottenham Hotspur Brewery? Or... No, it's called. It's, it's Beaver Town. Beaver Town. You can get oh, like. Right. Uh, Neck oil and all that stuff directly from oh, there. Oh, they've, got, they've got yeah, various different flavors of beer. It's good beer actually. Good beer. Tell me about the cheese board. What they got? There? I've I've, st- I've only been told about the cheese shot. I don't know. What, I haven't seen it myself. Yeah, the cheese the cheese room is um is bigger than trophy room. Who would have thought that? Yeah, uh, exactly. But, uh, there you go. Yeah, but like the trophy room, full of stuff. Go moldy. Um, actually, full like the dressing room too. Boom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just use it however you want. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So yeah, uh, it looks like you uh, you know you, you could set a Premier League record. How are you feeling though, Dave? Because um, aren't you on the back of uh, a bit of a dodgy period, isn't it? Three defeats on the bounce. Uh, two defeats on the bounce in the league, and we kind of interspersed the Carabao Cup defeat with a victory in the Champions League. Right, so, so three quite... domestic defeats yeah. on the trot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and we're playing Brighton, and um, that is not an easy game. So, that's that's fucking seven six to one of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and um, no, I mean we've not looked ourselves, but then again, we hadn't really played that well since the start of the season. Everybody was saying a hundred percent record, but we were we were doing that and not really playing that well. We hadn't really played that many decent teams either. Um, you know, I think most City fans will tell you who go to the games regularly. I'm not one of those, but uh, a lot of my friends do. And they tell me that the player of the season, everybody talked about Harden last season, but they said the player of the season was Rodri. And they said Rodri right. was just phenomenal. I mean, obviously he was. We saw it. If you watch it on the telly, you could tell that. But people who watched the weekend said Rodri is just phenomenal and he yeah. holds it all together. And you see that. And yes, we missed De Bruyne. The good thing about when, when De Bruyne was injured before, we had Gundogan, who I absolutely adored. But mm. he kept that control and Pep loves control. He needs control. And uh, Rodri is the man. And without Rodri, I mean, Kovacic, he's not a... He's great as a pivot. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) seeing the Arsenal game where I've forgotten who he fouled, but how he got away with that. Yeah, he was lucky, wasn't he? He was lucky. He was lucky. Yeah. But but anyway, so that's a rambling answer. How would I feel about it? I don't know is the answer. It's always a bit weird after international break. You're not quite sure. Mm, Um, We're in a bit of a rut, but then equally, Haaland might suddenly hit form and, you know... There yeah, we well, I, funnily enough, I saw um, I saw on social media some uh, some City um, mm-hmm. fans saying like Haaland hasn't scored; it scored in four ga- games. You know, he's lost his he's lost his goal touch, and it's <laughs> like, um, and basically, no. basically that that is uh, his career so it's so far this season seen through the eyes of a pessimist. Okay? <laughs> well, City fans, um, well, and, and yeah. well, yeah, yeah, but that's that's the that's through the eyes of a pessimist. How an optimist looks at Harlan's uh, season this um, this season is they say uh, he's got eight goals in eight games. Yeah, mm. yeah maybe I've not re- lost yeah. his touch. Yeah, and it's only latterly I've retrained as an optimist because uh, as a City fan I've been a pessimist for years. Fight, 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 and it just becomes boring after a while. And you're talking to your yeah. mates, they just think you're being disingenuous. When yeah. you saying, "Well, I'm not sure," but they go, oh, "Shut up, you idiot! You wouldn't yeah. shut up." So now I'm trying to I've retrained to think they'll be fine. Um, and, you know, players leave, players come. And what's been great about losing uh, Mares and um, 
and Gundogan is Alvarez playing. I love Alvarez. Yeah. Yes. Know. Yes. Absolutely. He wasn't the game last season, and now he's yeah. you know starting every game. So, and yeah. do you know what amazes me? Every time he plays, I forget every time. He's fucking twenty-four. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like he looks like a haggard, like old Argentinian who should be like you know back end of his career, thirty-two. He's yeah. got one season left. Get yeah, it? Yeah. You know, let's just get it out of him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's insane. So that's us two two anyway. That's my prediction. Two two. Right. Okay. Well, there we are. Well, um, for anybody who cares, um, there's another league outside the Premier League called the Championship. Yeah. Right. And um, uh, we are with Daniel Farker. Um, everything is uh, uh unbelievable hard. Uh, my <laughs> players work unbelievable hard. Um, and um. We're going to Norwich, which is obviously the team that Daniel Farker had a great success with. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be really interesting. We're also coming back with Sam Byram, who is a player of ours who has set a has set a record. He had played like X, I think about hundred odd games for us as the youngest player in the team. He's gone away, sold, played at various plays. He's now back at Leeds, and he's now the oldest player in the team. And he scored as the youngest player in the team. And earlier this season, he's now scored as the oldest player in the team. And he has the longest gap between appearances of scoring a goal for Leeds United in our history. But I have to mention, and I'm really annoyed, I can't remember this player. This is a stat I've always wanted to say, and I can't remember. We had a guy on loan three or four seasons ago. Um, He never played for us. He was on the bench twice. And on the bench, and he got sent off on the bench on one of those appearances. We literally have a player who was sent off for Leeds United, and never ever played on the played on the pitch. So all he did was just get sent off and suspended, and then he went back to wherever we'd loaned him from. So we literally had he's not played for Leeds. But he has been sent off for Leeds. <laughs> that is so Leeds. That really, you can't get more Leeds than that. Yeah, I've tried to find that, but it's a tough Google search. That one. Yeah, it um, is, isn't it? It is. So, um, Leeds... so Andy, who've you got? Oh fuck me! It's um, it's Fulham. Um, which, funny enough, is at, at uh, I believe it's at Craven Cottage. Um, it's where we got knocked out of the Carabao Cup um, early this season. Um, because Ange put together it was a weakened team. Um, and yeah, we went out on penalties. So uh, I'd like to think, I don't know, it, 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 when you're in this position that we're in, and, everyone, and I realise that, you know, everyone lives in their own echo chamber on social media. So, of course, I'm going to see every Tottenham article that's ever written, more so than possibly somebody who doesn't support Spurs. I, I, I'm reaching that point. I don't know if you feel so about your teams. I just wish people stopped talking about us now. <laughs> I kind of think, A, it, if, if people get as much information about Spurs as I do, it would wind, it would wind me up. And I just think, <laughs> I, and I have this really, really weird kind of thing about this. I don't know. I'd much rather be under the rainbow, right under the radar. I'd much rather, because I just think if you, it, it, Spurs don't win anything. And I just think that we're going to anger some kind of football deity who's going to go, oh, yeah, Spurs, I forgot about them. And then we'll lose 2-0. Or something like that, and you know Madison will be out for ten weeks. So I, it, that's the kind of state that I'm. At. I'm not used to being. I'm used to being top of the table occasionally, but I'm not used to being top of the table 
and being there solely through merit, playing wonderful football and everyone loving what you're doing, apart from people who don't like Tottenham, and there's plenty of those. So, weirdly enough, if, if we weren't top of the table, I'm going to gain reasonably confident that we'll win. But because we're top of the table and nothing much has gone wrong yet, I'm nervous. Yeah, you're right to be. All I can say is I know exactly how you feel about if people are getting too much information, you know, if people are getting as much information about Tottenham as I am, it's going to really wind them up. Yeah. That's how I feel about every single team in the Premier League. <laughs> right. There is, there's virtually, a, there's virtually a program on. Just like turn the TV on, turn the radio on, go online, Premier League. Mm. Nard find, it's everywhere. Yeah. If if you want to get away from that, there's a place that I can tell you about. <laughs> That, that is literally like it doesn't exist. It's very close to the Premier League, but it is like it doesn't exist. I mean, you know, match of the day, appointment television, yeah. highlights of the championship, ITV4, midnight. <laughs> There's all the evidence you fucking need. It's not even in I don't even know, yeah. No there one fucking go. cares. Yeah. I don't even know who presents it. Someone. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's not a presenter. Maybe they just show the fucking highlights without a presenter, just a voiceover, like when Gary Lineker said something he shouldn't have, and the BBC yeah. packed up for a week. Um, it, it's yeah, you can soon get away from that, mate. So don't you worry about that. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I know, I know what you mean, and I, I'm, I'm going to basically say what you were saying is, um, it's weird being good. Yeah. Hmm. That's what. Yeah. I know that feeling. That's why Ange is your Bielsa. It's yeah, weird yeah, being yeah. good. And it's also weird that people aren't going, Tottenham are top, they're shit. How did that happen? What the fuck are they doing there? Instead, yeah, people yeah. going, Tottenham are top. Oh, yeah, not much of a surprise. Yeah, they've been playing really well. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's 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 on merit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, how, when did we become this club that was on <laughs> merit and not just shit? And what the fuck are they doing there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But just to um just to make you feel better, Andy, yeah. if you're getting pissed off with everybody complimenting the way you're doing everything. Allow me <laughs> then hey, to... Um, well, no, I mean, you know, just to make you feel better. Um, I mean, presumably the thinness of your squad will be the problem this season, will it? I think what... Here's, I said this to Howard. I've said this to anyone who's made that point. We aren't in Europe. Yeah. And it's the first time in 14 years we haven't been. Wow. So I think that is going to be... The overriding factor of our success this season is the fact that we, and now we're out of the Carabao, we have already, we already have, in terms of a schedule, probably the least amount of games we'll have played in the season for 14 odd years. So you're right, if we were in Europe, I'd agree. But I think the fact that we're not in Europe, I think that is going to be the overriding factor of our success this season. This isn't very under the radar, Andy. You sound like you're... Uh... Going above the radar, above the parapet, climbing to the top of the uh, house and uh, shouting your credentials. Well, the, 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 this is the thing, Dave. Look, however well we do, this is, <laughs> this is look, I'm hedging my bets. If we, I said at the start of the season, we finish top six, that's an improvement and I'll take that. Yeah. A lot of, I've sold I've um, Howard, friends of mine who are Spurs fans, they're still saying we won't finish top half of the table. They're still right, okay. fully expecting the wheels to come off and something terrible, terrible to happen. But to your point about thinness of squad, I would agree, but we're playing a game a week, yeah, maybe two true. if we do well. So I, and you know, and some of those games, it wouldn't be like playing in the champions league. Um, so 
I think that will be an overriding factor for us. It's you know it's happened to Liverpool, it's happened to Chelsea. Undoubtedly, when you're going through a transition, if you're not in Europe, I think it benefits you. Yes, the fans miss out. Yes, you miss out on the revenue, but I think it does. I think it does help you. Yeah, I I, I think you're right, and also I think that Postacoglu has a a, a more I think he's an overarching view of of his mission. If he was being selfish, he'd want to win a trophy this season. But the fact that it was just that it was just such a scratch side in the Carabao, yeah, tells you straight away. I think that he's it, top four Champions League. That's it. That's 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 the goal. Because otherwise, yeah. if it's a trophy, you you're not putting out. You're not putting out a weakened side for for the cups, especially when you're not in Europe. Yeah. And 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 I think actually this leads us on nicely. We've only got a few minutes left, mm-hmm. so we're all going to have to just fucking bite the bullet. Okay. Top four. My top four is I have as champions Liverpool. I have Manchester City second. I have Arsenal third and Tottenham fourth. I have Chelsea in fifth and Man United in sixth. Okay. All right. Anyone else like to do that? Well, I've got the same top four and I'm agonising about whether Liverpool or Arsenal are going to win the title. Um, I think you're (laughs) absolutely right that Liverpool are... Totally different oh, yeah. opposition. Oh, and yeah. but I'm gonna go Arsenal to win. And I think Liverpool or City. I'm gonna go Arsenal right, here we go. Arsenal, Liverpool, City, Tottenham, um, Brighton, uh Chelsea will finish eighth, Man United will finish in fifteenth. <laughs> well, with any luck, we pass Man United on the way. We go up, and they pass us going down. Yeah, go down. You know. Sure. So, Andy, given everything you've just said, oh fucking hell! Okay, no. So, top four. So, top four. I think I'll stick with. I think it'll be Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Newcastle. Oh, oh shit! Oh. Yeah. Oh fuck me! I completely forgot Newcastle. Yeah, but I think that. At the moment, yeah, judging what I'm going to right now, top four, and I think yeah. Spurs will will finish fifth. Well, I think I think Newcastle. Yeah, I had, and I think I, but I think I think being in the Champions League this season is is going to hamper Newcastle. Yeah, um, yeah, possibly, and think, yeah. obviously, um, Tonali potentially out for a while as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oops! Well, I, what, and what a what a lovely place to leave it this week, folks. We don't have a betting sponsor. We don't have any fucking sponsors. Um, but um, thanks as always, uh, Mister Dave Rothney. Yes, thanks, mate. No pleasure. And Andy, the Spurs fan, love. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. Keep listening, and we'll speak to you next week.